Genesis 3, beginning in verse 6, reads like this. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loin coverings. Major Thomas once said, There is a lie that Satan continues to propagate today with single success in the hearts of countless people. It is the notion, by giving themselves back to the God who made them, and by submitting themselves to his sovereignty, they will be robbed of the liberty which makes life really worth living. We see in chapter 1 and verse 25, we find that Adam and Eve were living out their created purpose, and that purpose would be living out the image of God, and they were doing so with great freedom, which is described in verse 25 as being naked and unashamed. You see, they were living God-conscious and not self-conscious. But as we see in our opening verses, once they became convinced that there was more for them than living out the image of God, well, they took of the fruit, they bit into it, and suddenly experienced a prison of their wickedness. So mankind today is found in need for freedom from this prison. The unsaved man is trapped in his slavery. Jesus says in John 8:34, Jesus answered them, "Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is the slave of sin." But saved man is to recognize the futility of finding freedom in the flesh. In Romans 8, verse 18, Paul says this, "For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is in my flesh, for the willing is present in me, but the doing of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. And in verse 24, he goes on to say, wretched man that I am, who will set me free from the body of this death? And he goes on to give us God's remedy for this problem. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Back in Romans 6, 6, we read, Knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him, in order that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. And then in Romans 8, 1, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. Galatians 5, 1 says this, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. You and I, as believers, are to be abiding in God's remedy 
in Christ himself. In John 8, 31, Jesus says this to the Jews who had believed in him. If you continue or abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The story is told of Missouri slave Elizabeth Cackley, who struck a deal with her owner to pay for both her and her son's freedom. The cost would be $1,200. Her plan was to move to New York where she would raise the money as a seamstress, but her owner did not trust her to return. Some of her local clients ended up paying for Elizabeth and her son's freedom. She left Missouri and moved to Washington, D.C., where even Mary Lincoln became one of her clients. The point is that what she could not achieve on her own was accomplished and paid for by others. She left her slavery behind and abided in her freedom. And so should we be found. Christ has accomplished in his death and resurrection what we could never have done ourselves. If you have placed your faith in Christ, then as Colossians 2.6 tells us, walk in him or continue in him. Be occupied with Jesus and not your sin. As a believer, what is true of you is that in Christ you are free to live what is true of you. Romans 8.1 says it like this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and as an offering for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the requirement of the flesh might be fulfilled in us, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Recognize what is true. Identify with what is true. And live what is true. If you have placed your faith in Christ, you are free. My name is Kelly Darty, and you've been listening to a quick reminder of the His Hill podcast. We post our regular episode every Thursday morning. So be sure to listen to this week's episode when Connor Patterson gives us his second devotion from church history. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so by email. The address is kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at hishill.org. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus.